Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Mandy. And we are Drama Bonded, a podcast where we bond over the drama and trauma in the Bachelor multiverse and throughout Western pop culture. Hi, friend. Hello. How's things? Things are things. How are things with you? <laughs> the same. Yeah. I, I, I feel like we're kind of just on a bumpy dirt road right now emotionally, but we're going to get to like the other side of the road where it's smoother. Yeah, kind of in funky town at the moment. Yeah. Which is, I guess, fine because there are seasons to life and this season is just... Bumpy. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> I will say I'm really excited to be wrapping up Love is Blind. I'm so glad it's over. And I, if you like the show, like this is no judgment or critique. It was just more so like finishing this season has validated why I never finished a season. <laughs> Yeah, I actually would kind of agree with that. And, I, you know, we'll take some time to break that down at the end uh, yeah. in more detail. Um, should we get into our candy review? Yes. I was very excited to find Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, which is sour worms, but with, like, a gusher center. Yeah. Guys, my candy picking out skills have been lacking a little bit. This was another sort of fail. Like, they're just not great. Um, I don't think it's your skills. I would have picked those out too. They sounded bomb because one, love trolley sour worms. Two, love gushers or anything with the juicy center. So it's really like, tro- how does trolley mess this up? Right, it's true. They had potential. Yeah, but for me, the worms are like too big. They're too chonky. And there's too much worm to juice ratio. Like, it's just a little bit of juice and a lot of worm. Ah, yeah. That's very accurate. And I feel like the flavors, one, they're not sour, which… Definitely not sour. …at all. And I'm very sensitive to that, so I can say that with a lot of authority. And then the flavors are sort of meh. Like, nothing really stuck out to me. There were four different flavors. None of them were very bright or exciting, with the exception of maybe blue raspberry, but… Blue raspberry is such a boring, common flavor anyway. Like, Also, when the pieces of candy are so large, you get less of them. Yeah, you get like six worms. Not really. There's probably like 10 in there, but still. Yeah, a little bit of a bummer time. So save yourself the money. We'll talk about other sour, juicy candies that we know for a fact are better. Yeah. But that was not it this week. So don't, don't do it. Don't buy them. Don't do it. Yeah. All right, let's let's get into this. I I've been watching a lot of reality TV lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been watching Love Is Blind. I have been flying through Vanderpump Rules. Hell yes, we are obviously big big fans of The Bachelor, and I've noticed a common thread throughout all of this has been this idea that marriage is hard. That being in a relationship that ends in marriage is sort of the penultimate penultimate like thing that you're working towards is marriage is it. And I'm going to get on a little bit of a soapbox here. There are a lot of policies in the United States that really promote marriage. You get tax incentives, you know, temporary assistant for needy families is part of that really encourages uh, folks to get married as a means to fighting poverty. I'm sure there are other ways that policy really emphasizes marriage and, you know, shout out to Wanda Pillow, who was my mentor in grad school, helped me figure out that, you know, policy is a reflection of societal values. Mm -hmm. And we really, really value marriage in our society. And the more I grow and the more I watch these shows and sort of understand relationships, I kind of don't think that that's true. Like, I think all relationships are challenging, and I find it a little hard to swallow as I'm watching all of these shows to buy this notion that it's marriage that's hard. I think that's an excellent point. And it just is like, 
to me, relationships are hard. And I think you need to acknowledge that before you go into marriage. (laughs) Not marriage is what's the difficult part. It is cohabitating, whether it be with roommates, your friends, you know, family, your partner, your spouse, whoever, like it's hard to live with somebody. Yeah. And I think some people get married thinking it's going to solve their relationship issues. You know, like, oh, if we add this um, additional layer of commitment, like we will be in a safer space with each other, which I also think is not true. It's not. Marriage does not protect you from anything that could derail a relationship. And I just, and I think for me, love is blind really freaks me out that people are like, oh, let's get married because that is the ultimate thing of love. And it's like, it, it actually isn't. And I'm nervous for these couples. And it just, it feels like that's the wrong lens with which to view relationships. Well, we talked a little bit about this last time, but the fact that the show ends in marriage and like the wedding is, aside from Marshall and Jackie, who broke up weeks earlier, or maybe a week earlier, sorry, their timeline isn't very long. But aside from Marshall and Jackie, these couples take their relationship to the altar and that's where they find out if they want to be together or not. And to me, and I do, you know, I struggle with Micah the whole show, but I did feel for her when she was saying, when most people get married, they know they're getting married. There isn't this stress of like, Am I saying yes or no? Yeah, will or won't they? That's not the game you play at your wedding. And so the fact that they are surrounded by their loved ones and their their family and friends, and it is a full-blown ceremony, and that is where they decide whether to be together or not, is that's mortifying. And that's also putting so much pressure on them to just do it. Yeah, when like you can have really a healthy relationship where you date and you are together for a really long time and maybe never get married, you know, like that that does not have to be the ultimate expression of love and commitment. No. And the show forcing that feels it feels really icky to me. And I hate the rhetoric of well marriage is hard. No, relationships are hard. Yep. And that is the nature of it. <laughs> yeah, I think you know, for example, Joe and I have been together for like nine years and I, we've been together longer than some of my friends who are married. And I think that our relationship has the same amount of struggles and hard things that a married couple would. Absolutely. There's nothing, there's no difference except for maybe a tax break. <laughs> yeah. So it does kind of feel like marriage gets this weird, like, oh, this is the hardest thing. But it's like, if you, any relationship involving two people that really care about each other but are just naturally different people that struggle with communication or compromise, you know, like you're going to have those same struggles in any relationship, whether there is marriage or no marriage. Well, or even getting on the same page with like how you're approaching a problem or, you know, and not even necessarily a problem of a relationship, but just sort of sorting out life. Everybody thinks about these things differently and suddenly asking two people to come together to do that as a team, you're going to run into problems. And that stands for work teams too, you know? Like, I just think it's so weird how much of an emphasis is put on marriage in these shows. And yeah. I mean, we talk about that too with The Bachelor. Like, it shouldn't be that it has to end in an engagement. Just let people be together and be people. Well, you know, if it hadn't ended in marriage, would Micah and Paul still be together? And I guess they tried to... Sorry, I guess they tried dating after the show and it didn't work out. But I'm saying. How could it though? Like once you've hit that point and you're both like at the altar, that's such like just just a setup for failure. Like she felt betrayed. He was really struggling with how to navigate if he was marrying her for the right reasons. Like now you're now you're taking all of that trauma into your relationship. Absolutely. Like it's just kind of a clusterfuck. I feel like, um, yeah. So with that in mind, everything is hard, not just marriage. Yeah. And, and it should all be taken seriously. You should take relationships seriously. Yes. So, um, and I guess speaking of, you know, maybe, or maybe not taking relationships seriously, we can, uh, head into Jackie and Marshall. Ooh. And I guess a little bit of Josh. So, uh, 
in the reunion, um, Jackie and Josh were not there. Yeah. Vanessa did a side video interview with them, which I do agree with Marshall. He was slighted twice, you know, he. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if slighted is the right word. Like he didn't get to the altar like he wanted to. And I think it's good he didn't get to the altar because their relationship was not in a place that ever should have been exploring marriage. No. Um, But I do understand what he's saying about, you know, his experience was cut short. It didn't work out the way it was supposed to. And then at the reunion, he doesn't even get to sit with his feelings and kind of have the closure of addressing them in person. Right. He's just responding to a video and like that's really, that's not a great space to be in. Right. I do think he handled that aspect as well as he could have. Um, I also just want to side note, I think Marshall was the best dressed at the reunion. (laughs) Really? Okay. (laughs) I did want to pull down his coat. The whole time he was talking, it was kind of bunched up behind him. But I loved his tan blazer with his tan shirt, his monochromatic look with the sneaks. Wow. Very cute. Yeah. Um, But I think, thank God Jackie and Marshall didn't get to the altar. I did think it was interesting that she had to address that she did not cheat on him. The timing of she had broken up with Marshall before she had seen Josh. Yeah. I mean, we will never know. Yeah, we'll never know. But it's it's worth knowing that, you know, don't judge anybody too harshly because we we just don't know. I'm a little skeptical, I'll be honest. Like, that's my my two cents, but it is strictly an opinion. That is not <laughs> yeah. based on fact or anything else, just a feeling. And kind of to Marshall's credit, like, logistically, whether it was before or after, the timing is kind of… It's irrelevant. Yeah, it's like it's neither here nor there. She immediately went to him and was kissing him and having intimate conversations with him when it was maybe, you know, within days of her relationship ending with Marshall. And that is hurtful. Well, and it's also really, it was a bummer to hear her say horrible things about Marshall well, to she, Josh. And, you know, for Josh to really back that up, I just felt like that's a low blow. And, you know, if you want to talk shit on your your ex, like, fine, we have all done it. But you do that in the privacy of your home and among friends and not, you know, on display for everybody to see. That's that's the equivalent of like posting about it on Instagram or whatever the kids use these days. TikTok. I don't know. Like, just don't do it. Yeah. She could have moved forward in a relationship with Josh without having to drag Marshall through the mud. Yeah. Like her saying Marshall is too sensitive for me. I. That was really hard to watch. That is. That's such a bummer. I'm sorry. Marshall's not too sensitive. Marshall's Marshall's doing Marshall and that's great. He's he's kind of ended up being a little problematic outside of the show, but yeah. I do feel like at least for everything Jackie is saying, I do think that Marshall just Jackie is not the person for him. And that's okay. Yeah. It's unfortunate we had to watch them both learn that the hard way, but you know, if Jackie and Josh are happy, good for them. It is wild. They're still together. Yeah. We got to hear about his cut or whatever. That was so interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> like he was talking about that and everyone in the reunion was kind of like, why the fuck is he saying hey, I was confused. I was like, I just glossed over it. I'm like, I don't even know. And I care about that stuff. But I feel like that kind of uh defines Josh in a nutshell. You know what I mean? Like it's it's interesting to see how Jackie transitioned from someone like Marshall to someone like Josh. <laughs> you know, and Josh did go and defend himself a little later. I I looked up because I was so curious. Jackie Jackie made leveled two accusations at Marshall. One, he wanted the ring back so that he could propose to another castmate. What? Who? Did that even get covered? Was I just like not listening? Um, he Marshall did address that, but keep going. Okay. And then the second thing was Jackie said that he used um, anti-trans language against her. And so I kind of did some digging. I couldn't really find a whole lot, but I did find that Josh was saying that he he is sorry that he came off in a toxic masculine way. That's not who he is. And he recognizes, like, we only see what we see. So 
Yeah. You know, that is, that is the case. And I will say, you know, that, that, that is worth keeping in mind. I think kind of for everybody's love story, this is not big brother where we have access 24 seven to what's happening. We, we are given an edited version of things. So. Yeah. And I don't know what happened. Marshall did deny saying that we have no way of knowing whether it was said or not. Uh, and then with the ring thing, what he said was it came out on Instagram that him and Jackie had broken up mm -hmm. and someone on the cast like either texted him or slid into his DMs and was just saying how they thought he was an amazing guy. Sorry, I don't remember the name of the woman. Um, and he said he took her out on one date and that was it. Okay. So her, um, it sounded like at least he made it sound like her ring thing was blown way out of proportion. I'd buy that. And I think kind of when you're in that situation that Jackie's in, it does feel better to make any excuse that you can to justify your own actions and your own behavior. And, you know. Yeah. And I don't really know why he wanted the ring back. I don't know why she didn't want to give it back. But I do think like I fall in Marshall's camp in the fact that this ring symbolized our love. And now yeah, what are you going like, to do? With I don't it? really want you to keep it if you you know, if our love doesn't exist anymore. And so, I mean, that makes sense to me. I guess do what you're going to do. Uh, but it did seem a little weird to me to keep it after that ring does symbolize their relationship. Maybe she sold it. That's what I did with my ring. And then I went on a cruise. Well, good for you. I hope I hope she goes on a cruise. Same. So I'm like, I guess for the money aspect, but it does feel like, I don't know. I would just say that, but maybe there's contracts in place and she can't sell it. I, I have no idea, but like that would be the only reason I could think to save a ring like that. Cause yeah, I'm with you and Marshall. Like you're not going to wear it. Does the show provide the rings? Yeah. Okay. Which is weird. I, I have some logistical questions also about this show. Like I'm so curious because in The Bachelor, you get to keep the ring if your relationship lasts like 24 months or something. But if it doesn't, you have to give the ring back. However, these rings don't appear to me to be as expensive. Yeah, we're not like in the hundred thousand dollar range. Like they look beautiful. Like I'm sure they're still five thousand to ten thousand dollar rings. Right. And, you know, potentially a lot of them. So, but at the same time, so I don't know. I don't know how that works. Like all of the Love is Blind rings together equal one Neil Lane ring. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Those honkers with like, you know, three carat diamonds in the middle of them. Yeah. Whew. I do want to say that um, in the reunion, Marshall was talking about how he, if he, if, if he and Jackie had had the opportunity to go all the way to the altar, he would have gone. Whoa. And I just think that's really sad that he said that because I don't know if he just wanted the experience, but he should recognize the dysfunction in their relationship and know they ne they had no business ending up at the altar, whether she had been interested in Josh or not. Yeah, taking the next step in your relationship when you're in such a bad place, be it getting married, moving in, having kids, whatever it is, if you're not doing well, taking the next step is not going to fix it. Absolutely not. I guarantee you, I bet my life on it. That's not the move for yeah. anybody, anytime like that. That's silly, Marshall. Yeah. So I do think he ended it well with just like, let's drop it. Jackie and Marshall are not a thing anymore. This doesn't have to be a me versus them thing. Yeah, because it's it's been a year. Yeah. And I think, you know, they are happy. Leave them alone. Leave Marshall alone. Like everybody just needs to move on. Yeah. That's, and, that's a weird thing about fandom and a weird thing about reality TV is – there's the expectation of the audience that we get access and get to share our opinions. And I mean, here we are with a podcast, but like, I think at some point you do have to stop berating people and just let them be. Yeah. And that should happen. Let Jackie and Josh be happy. Let Marshall do Marshall. So yeah. Um, anything else on those guys? I don't think so. Okay. Dude, Kwame and Chelsea, did you see that coming? Okay, so a week ago, before I had watched the last three episodes, Jess and I were hanging out, and I find, I just want to say this, I'm never someone who look up spoilers, I don't read the last pages in a book, like, I'm pretty, like, I just want to enjoy the journey and digest it the way that I should digest it. No judgment to people who have to know what's going to happen. That's me. 
Um, but I knew that Jess knew. And so we were laying there and I just said, okay, tell me. Tell Which me. was a surprise, you guys. <laughs> like, holy cow, that I, was amazing for her to be that, like, <laughs> open to hearing it. So I went through each couple and uh, did you ask me to guess and then you told me? Yeah. So we went through each couple and she's like, who do you think said what? And then she would tell me. And so with Kwame and Chelsea, I said, Chelsea said yes, Kwame said no. And then she looked at me and she goes, Kwame said yes. And I was like, uh-uh, no way. <laughs> That's not real life. And she's like, I don't no, yank he did. chains. And so I was watching the episode knowing that this is what happens. And I still had a hard time believing that that was actually what was going to happen even <laughs> after Jess told me. I'm just like, I'm full of shit over here. No, I... That's not my move. If I'm telling you something, it's probably true. But yeah, that is bananas. I do want to say they seemed like they were in a good place and they were a really cute couple at the reunion. I agree. I was impressed to hear Kwame address a lot of things. Yeah. And I felt a little better about it. I still don't think it changes my emotional journey towards that couple throughout the season. Um, I really still struggle with a lot that I watched. And I, I mean, I do think it's great that he addressed it and apologized and kind of explained some things. And I do understand that there is editing. But to me, it wasn't even so much of my issue with Kwame was also just like his body language and the way he would look at her and talk to her and make her feel and not yeah. be straight with her. And so I'm sorry, you can't really say that's editing when it's... <laughs> You know, we are watching the interaction. Yeah. Um, but obviously they got to a good place. And I did love Kwame's sister. She is amazing. I just love her energy coming in there. And just basically, is she his older sister? She had bigger sister energy. Yeah, it seemed Barbara, right? Barbara, yeah. But like, I don't know. I just love that she... She loved Chelsea. She knew Chelsea was good for Kwame, was really supportive of that. You know, Barbara and her husband and Kwame praying right before the wedding. sweet. Not even religious, but I loved that. I just, he's got some good people. I'm sad that his mom, you know, had a harder time with it. But we also found out that Chelsea has met his mom and things are good. Yeah. I think Barbara kind of showed up and talked some sense into him and kind of held him I accountable. I think so too. Hardcore she did. <laughs> I love, she's like, you're not running, right? You're saying yes, huh? You're going to do it. He's just like, mm-hmm. But to be fair, I, I do have to believe like Kwame has agency and yeah. he said yes. Like I don't, I don't think that he, like he said yes because it feels like he felt like that was the right thing to do. So Yes. As much as I'm saying, like, he got some pressure, I, I do think that, like, he seems like he's in a good place and is happy. Yeah, and it seems like it's worked out so far. I'm just saying it is rough to go from seeing how they had so much miscommunication and dysfunction to saying yes. And, like, thank goodness they're happy and still together and she has a good relationship with his family. But, man, that was a whiplash <laughs> And their emotional a, situation. <laughs> their apartment is super cute. Chelsea's yeah, the pink view. chairs. Oh my god! Yeah, holy cow! How do they afford that? That has got to be that is a nice place to just overlook Puget Sound the way that it was with all of those windows. Get out of yeah. town! I want to live there. I'd give up all my space to have a view like that every day. Sip your coffee, looking out those windows. Well, and how did they go from like she had a teeny tiny studio with no windows? He had a like. Kind of, I mean, his apartment could have been in a nice apartment complex, but it didn't look very nice from what we'd seen. <laughs> Those are expensive cities. Yeah, like Seattle how, and Portland are not cheap. How do you get that view? That, I mean, well, she's a speech pathologist, so presumably she's got at minimum a master's degree. And it does seem like Kwame is somewhat skilled at his job because he's got a lot of flexibility and freedom. So, yeah. I think they just must make good money. But like, man, that was, I did not read that initially. I bet that apartment is at least like 6000 a month. Oh my God. Yeah. With that, with those windows and yeah. that view. <laughs> I mean, I think even in Salt Lake, which I mean, arguably is getting more and more expensive, that apartment would be well over 3000 to have that kind of view, period. So like, in a place like Seattle, absolutely. Well, good for them. Yeah. And I, that, that feels really good. I mean, I... I never want to root against anybody. If they're happy, they're making it work. They kept that gross couch. They're just 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm kidding. It's not actually gross. People masturbate, you guys. You know, come on. That is that is what happens. Yeah, and I do think that the Kwame Micah thing that was addressed was interesting. Oh, yeah. um, I think Micah did a good. I'm glad they showed us that conversation that Micah and Chelsea had. Yes. I don't know why they wouldn't put that in the show. Um, uh, building suspense. But I do think that, you know, it was good to see Micah kind of hold herself accountable and address those things with Chelsea. Um, yeah. And then Kwame and Micah kind of navigate it at the reunion. I don't know. It did. It did end well. It just the whole thing was so bizarre to watch. It really was. Yeah. Did not love the reunion overall. Anything else with Kwame and Chelsea that sticks out to you? I don't think so. I just want to say I that bouquet of orchids. This is stunning. Wow. Wow. That's hundreds, if not upwards of $1,000 to have a bouquet like that. Wow. That is, I mean, maybe Netflix gets a deal. I don't know. That's a lot of money, though. That, that was breathtaking. Um, moving on, Bliss and Zach. What do we think? Um, they are married. They are married. Zach has a beard now. I don't love that look for him. Yeah, I liked him better. And I love beards. But that, I don't know. There's something about that with him. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe if it was more of like a stubble beard, you know, a little bit. He looks like a little bit of a bag of muffin. Like he needs to like cut his hair a little bit. It does need to be just like a little bit more kept. Yeah, because I didn't think that Zach was unattractive. No, Zach is a perfectly handsome man. Like he's fine, but that's, that's not a good look. They seem really happy. Yeah, they are so nerdy and into each other. It's really cute. It is cute, though I wanted to die at the very end when he's like, I have something for you. It's not a gift. It's a song. And he's like, that song is not a good gift. Also, he was singing it as like a country music star. Like Ugh. all of a sudden there's all this twang in his voice that we've never <laughs> heard before. Oh, I texted Mandy. I was like, no more singing. I, I thought we were done. We weren't. I think Zach is seriously lacking in self-awareness or he just gives zero fucks. Which one do you think it is? That's such a good question. (laughs) Man, I don't know. Or maybe like a little bit of both. both. I just feel like there are elements of Zach's life where it seems he does have to have a significant amount of self-awareness and then also, there are things that make me think that, that he just doesn't, you know? He, he has said really stupid things throughout the show. I mean, he chose Irina. I, I, I have no idea. Zach is really a bizarre person to me. I just don't quite, I can't peg him down. Well, and, they still have the owl painting in their house. Oh, my God. So they have really embraced... Their connection over owls. Like. And the, the, the song, which, yes. by the way, is a great song. Yeah. If you haven't. And that is special that they both had that song in mind for their wedding. It is. That's pretty cool. Nerdy. Cool. Love it. Um, backtracking slightly, them talking to Bliss's dad. Ooh, that was really uncomfortable. And we've seen a lot of uncomfortable hometowns on The Bachelor, but that's, that was one of the most uncomfortable ones. I would agree with that. I had a really hard time. I'm, I'm glad to hear that they are now best buds, that they get along. Things are good. And I'm always, those are kind of those moments where you watch that and you understand the gravity of what these people are doing on a show like this. Coming in, deciding to get married after a very brief period of time, involving your family, having your family show up to like an actual full-blown wedding. It's a lot. And I... I don't love it when parents aren't kind, but I do think I, I really understand when they're incredibly skeptical. And I feel like Bliss's dad was very skeptical and rightly so. I mean, this is that line where it is really hard to grasp the idea of these couples getting married after such a short period of time. And I think it is a parent's duty to some extent to support their child, but also, you do want to be protective of them. And I, I don't love protective fathers of daughters per se. I didn't necessarily pick up on that with him. But 
he seemed like he was coming more from a place of practicality. Yes. And he has gone through a divorce. Right. And also having gone through a divorce, they're hard. They wreck you. They are emotionally so devastating. And I didn't even have property that I had to contend with. Like they can be really, really nasty. So like, yeah, it it did seem like a practical response, but woof, was that a lot to watch. Yeah, he was not making anything easy for them. That's for sure. No. And I love that they kind of came out of there and Bliss was like, maybe you shouldn't have like given him the day count. <laughs> but I also really appreciated Bliss just standing up to her dad and kind of not taking his shit. Yes. So, uh, that know. was really cool too. Like she, she's clearly not like having any of it either, which yeah. is love to see that. And she was so calm and matter of fact about she, it. She, she definitely like, gets that from her dad. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Watching them have this really intense but very calm conversation. If that were my family, would be screaming. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, there would be there would be no no formalities there. TV or no. But it's awesome that now they have a great relationship, you know. For sure. It's it's good. That makes me happy for them. And they do seem like a good pair. I, I hope it goes well for them. So Irina comes to the reunion. Yeah. What did you think of that? Irina, there are a lot of weird characters on this show. She's weird to me. Like, I just don't quite understand always where she's coming from. It feels like her foot goes in her mouth all the time or she does something stupid. And then she's like, oh, yep, I did that. Sorry. Like, are you going to walk us through why you did it? Um, I do feel like it was, that's the point where we got some explanation about how she felt pressured to stay and why she stayed. Um, I still don't quite understand why she stayed as long as she did, but okay. Right. I mean, and there's always that element of it. Like, is it because you felt the pressure or, you know, there does seem to be, and again, these are opinions. I don't want to state this as fact, but it does. I kind of also understand the perspective that she did it for fame. You know, she's got her own business. She clearly was like literally from the moment she laid eyes on Zach was like, nope. And when, so when Zach called her out on that. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Zach came to play ball. He he was not messing around with any of that. Yeah, that was a, that was a lawyer, Zach. Yeah, that is. That's a very good point. This is lawyer Zach picking up on all these things. And so, I don't know. I appreciate the fact that she acknowledged that that's not how she wants to be. And she saw her behavior as what it was and not good. Uh, the difference is, like, I we have no way of knowing if she's actually changed or, you know, grown from any of that. I, I, yeah. I, kudos for taking accountability. And I don't feel like she was particularly defensive. But... Should, yeah, but I don't know. Also, if Zach was right and she was on the show to get some sort of following, she comes on the reunion for this redemption moment of like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to be better. I'm going to learn. That could also be just a line. Yeah, because she wants. Well, there's another show coming up. Um, I, I, have, I have no idea what you're I know. About. I don't. And I like. <laughs> Pretty and single. I don't know. There's some weird show that like there's speculation that her, that Irina and Micah are going to be going on this show. Oh, boo. And I, you know, the the chatter around the Reddits and other places on the internet. I don't know why I said that. It's mostly just Reddit. But is that they, they're just in it to be on reality TV shows. And in some ways, like they're, I buy that a little bit. You know, it just, yeah. it does feel as though they're doing it for the TV time. Well, and that's smart of Netflix because if they're, if Love is Blind has a following, that immediately kind of takes some of that following to that new show. So yes. I totally understand the move strategically, but I don't think I want to watch it. Yeah, I, is this us being old that we're just like not hip and down with the new things? We're just going to stick with, you well, know? The only reason why <laughs> I wouldn't want to watch it is because I struggled watching Irina and Micah on TV. I did too. I it's, really hate watching girls be mean like that where it's just like, this is this is not fun. This is not enjoyable. So like hypothetically, if Zach and Bliss had never got together and you told me Bliss was going to be on it, then I would be like, oh, cool. Okay. Like maybe I would watch it. But I don't really want to follow a show for 
these mean girls that I didn't enjoy watching in the first place. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I I just have not been really down with a lot of Netflix shows. Kind of generally, I just, I don't know. They're not my thing. Agreed. But, um, yeah, I'm, I, I guess, though, I will say props to Irina for coming out, though. I think she knows she was not well-received on that show. So to show up face-to-face with these people, props. That's not easy. Yeah, that takes guts. And I guess we'll just see if she, well, I don't know if we'll see because we we're probably not going to watch the show. But I hope she does become a, <laughs> a better person. A better person. <laughs> for sure. She looked good. Well, yeah, she looked fabulous. I think everybody looked really good. Um, anything else there with uh, Bliss and Zach? And I think that would be a good place to transition to Paul and Micah. Yes, absolutely it would. I Man, like, Zach just like going to bat for Paul. Honestly, I, I'm so confused with the Paul and Micah thing. Okay, okay. Tell me why you're confused. Well, okay, so... When they were dating, I think we kind of talked about on the podcast how sometimes we're rooting for them, sometimes we're not. Um, to me, there were moments where it seemed they were really in love and had this unique connection, but I also just felt like the energy was off. Like, I couldn't feel the chemistry all the time. I couldn't actually, Yeah, I didn't believe that they wanted to be together. And I, that could just be me. I don't know. No, no, I definitely felt that too, because for me, the moments where it was good, they it really stuck out to me in a way where I thought, man, I see it. I understand why these two are together. I love this. But those moments were a little fewer and further between, and there were many more moments where it it felt a little less believable. Yeah, and I think they didn't really make a lot of sense as a couple, but I also really appreciated that about them because if they could make it work, I think they could have brought a lot of balance to each other. Yeah, props to them for that, but it didn't work out. Yeah, and so so Micah's saying that she tossed it to Paul because she wanted to know that Paul was going to say yes regardless of what she said. Um. Which is a wild thing to think about, like that you don't have enough faith in your partner to make the right decision for themselves. Like, girl, red flag. Yeah. And then him saying that there was always kind of this lack of unconditional love. Like it was like he felt like she was kind of holding back. And then she said that he was doing the same thing to her. Absolutely. And so that's a really interesting thing to me that they both kind of felt like, they weren't supporting each other and loving each other unconditionally all the time. It was kind of this game of finding balance and like who loves the other one more than the other. And I can see that. Like if you think about their relationship, that was pretty evident to me. Right. That would make a lot of sense because when they came together at work, but then it did feel like this back and forth on like, oh, Mike is really into it. Paul seems unsure. Paul's really into it. Micah seems unsure. That is, I think, being kind of brutally honest here. I think I have struggled with that in my relationship with Solomon and like we're finally on the same page with a lot of that stuff. But it can be really hard to open up and be like, I'm going to be all in when I'm not sure if this person is all in. And I mean, turns out with Saul and I, we were both all in. It was just hard to find that. And, you know, maybe that would have actually been the case for them had it been a different circumstance surrounding their relationship. If there wasn't an altar in 20 days. Yes. Like if they had had the time to go to therapy to work that out, because I think what we did see of them, it did look really promising. They did seem like they had a lot of fun together and enjoyed one another and laughed a lot. And I I love that. But when you've got this pressure of a marriage coming up, (laughs) good luck. Like that was not the pressure cooker situation was just never going to work for them. But then there's also the idea that, like, Zach called Mike out saying she never wanted to get married. And again, that this was all just so, yeah, a show. Is that so, true? Yeah. With them, I am a little less certain. Although, I guess, again, opinion, knee jerk reaction Micah is not seemingly the greatest human on earth. But, you know. Eh. So there were a couple moments that, that made me like Micah more. And it was mostly her interactions with her mom. Oh, that was sweet. Um, Where you could tell like her mom has had some health issues where Micah was worried that her mom wouldn't be there for her wedding day. And I don't know if nothing else, it was lovely to see 
how much support she was getting from her parents and kind of understanding more about her in that way, it made her more human. It also kind of makes you understand why she might be a little more withholding of Guarded. affection. Mm-hmm. Yes, because it's like the the risk is too high. Like she's got so much loss potential that she doesn't yes. want to set herself up to experience more loss. So and, like that is incredibly like that makes sense to me. I get that. Yeah, I definitely think that it, it gave her more dimension. And even though it doesn't excuse her behavior, it no. made you understand it more. Um, but in the... I don't know, the groom suite or whatever before the wedding, I had the biggest ick slash cringe moment when Paul was going around to his guys like, would you say yes? God, Paul, yes. How are you? Like he could not figure his shit out. And watching his family just be like, you should know what to do. And Paul's just like, yeah, but I don't. (laughs) He was so torn between his head and his heart. And he was overthinking it. And he was like, Approaching it like a scientific equation that didn't have an answer. Yeah. And like, and to that end, I definitely understand why potentially Micah felt like she needed to punt it to Paul. It's not right. It's clear that if you're that unsure, the answer is no. But also, you don't know if she would have said yes if she did answer first. For sure. It's easy for her to say that, but we don't actually know if she would have. And that is a lot of the speculation going around is that she was never going to say yes. And she knew that if she could punt to Paul, he would say no and she would come off Yeah, she's not the bad guy. She's not the bad guy. And Zach did say that, you know, Irina, though Irina is not a reliable source, (laughs) was saying that Micah had never really given any clear indication that she was going to marry Paul. So, I don't know. Consider the source. But also, I mean, it's so hard to tell. Micah just has really set herself up to be somebody that's not entirely trustworthy. Also, the whole, like, I can't see Micah as a mother conversation. Did we ever see them have conversations about having children, like in the pods or in Seattle? I don't think that was ever really touched on with them. I don't think so either. I know with Kwame and Chelsea it was, but you're right. I don't recall that being a big factor. And not saying that they didn't talk about it. Oh, sure. I Stuff like that sort of um, makes me want to rage, to put it lightly. I hate that notion of women having to be maternal or wife-like or any of these weird things. You know what? You as you are, if you want to be a parent – and you feel prepared to take on that challenge, I think you get to do that. And, you know, to state that somebody doesn't come off as motherly or like a mother is such a bizarre thing. That really kind of killed me when Paul said that. I also think Micah was totally in the right to feel blindsided by that and be like, if that is truly one of the reasons why you didn't say yes, like, why did we not have a conversation about it before we got up there? Yeah, like, that's that's a big deal. Like that should not have been something. And to Paul's point, I do understand that you don't want to say, oh, you should be like this for me. But like if you're actually considering marriage, you do have to have those conversations and to say, hey, is this something you feel like you can rise to this occasion? Yeah. Or if not, that's okay. But like I just feel like that was really a bizarre Thing for Paul to do at the end there. And I, I do feel for Micah yeah. on that end. Like that was, that was wild. Yeah. I don't know. I definitely think that they should not have gotten married. So yeah, all in no. all, I think it was the right call, even though it was hard to watch. What did you think about the butt graze thing? I thought that was so stupid. To think that Paul did that on purpose? Yeah. That he like touched that girl's butt as like a. Yeah. I don't buy that at all. That was ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, this is probably as good a time as any. I do not like Vanessa and Nick Lachey. Boo. Team Jesse all the yeah, way. It, it like, did make me appreciate Jesse. For sure. I'm excited for The Bachelorette, you guys. Um, I just felt like that was such a non-issue. Like, talk about people making well, they, something. They also gassed it up. Yeah, they did. And, like, it clearly he was just, like, getting through. I'm sorry. And like a back of the hand butt tap. Also, he was trying to get out of there as fast as he could. Yeah, he knew he was in the danger zone. Shelby just walked yeah. in. Uh, bye. 
Yeah, he needed a GTFO. Like, there was no winning for him there. I thought that was so stupid. And, like, Paul did some stupid things, but, like, that's, no, not one of them. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, what happens with Paul and Micah individually, you know? Yeah. I agree. I I don't know. I I think Micah just needs to, like, lean into finding herself. And I feel like she's, it's obviously, it's obvious that she is very influenced by her social group. Yeah. And it's fine to have close friends that you care a lot about, but like be really centered and have a really good understanding of who you are and what you want (laughs) and don't allow like these outer forces to influence you. And I will say, I think Paul saw parts of that, like saw Micah for who she was And that is what Paul liked about Micah. And then I think you're right. Like the influence that she took in from everybody else was probably also some real red flags for Paul and made that like challenging because clearly there are some really good qualities about Micah. It just cluttered with a bunch of other bullshit. Well, and it seems like she needs to do some work on herself so that she can be more vulnerable and open to love. Yeah. And not kind of withhold it and use it as a weapon yes don't weaponize love i that's such a good point yeah i don't know we'll see if she shows up on that show wish i could remember the name of it off the top of my head i should have written it down but we'll look out for it yeah it's around um anything else on those guys nope okay um brett and tiffany Wow. What a cute story. I am honestly just so happy for them. Uh, me too. Oh. I don't know. There's not even a whole lot to say other than just like, they did it. I support it. I'm so excited for them. I do want to say that I love that Brett was like, I am not getting married in these pants. Oh my God, me too. <laughs> and getting snippy with his brother made me laugh. Like, <laughs> I get that so much. Like when you're not comfortable with something, like, ugh, I feel it. But also if it was the bride, that would have been totally, you know what I mean? It wouldn't have been like a second. It'd be like, hold on, pause the day. We got to yeah. fix oh the dress. Oh my God. Yeah. You're not going to walk out in something. And Brett clearly cares about that. I think that if you don't care, you don't care. Like, and good for you for not having that. But if you do, you get you get a right to care no matter what day it is, but especially yeah. on your wedding day. He said, this is the most important day of my life. Like, I want my pants to fit. And our guy looked so sharp in that white oh, suit. Yeah. He looked really, he looked really schnazzy. I thought that was cool. That's a choice. I don't, I don't know if I love white suits, but he does, and he rocked it. Um, I also, did you notice that Micah's wedding dress was kind of ill-fitting? I don't know if the tailoring was really up to snuff. Dude, I think this is probably a good a time as any to say what a fucking bummer that they all had to do this on mass. Yeah. I just feel as though wedding dress shopping and not feeling pressure to rush is a big part of that. And it, it to me, this was another downside of this show was everybody having to do these things together. And I, I hated that. Yeah. Like that made me sad that they had the joint bachelorette party, the joint bachelor party, the joint wedding dress shopping. Like that, I would die if I had, I would feel so much pressure to like hurry that I would just pick the first dress I tried on just to like be done with the whole thing. Cause I don't want people to feel like they were waiting on me. And like, I'm sorry, but if you're going to go through the process of a wedding, you get to take the time you want to take. And yeah, it just felt like that aspect of it. The men's suits by and large too, weren't anything to write home about. I mean, Brett's maybe, but like, I, I wonder too how the financial end of things worked there. Were they responsible for paying for their own gowns? Did Because like if they were, then I sure shit wouldn't have shown up to shop with everybody else. Or did Netflix pay for it? Like what went down that made that seem like that was a good idea? I'm assuming Netflix paid for it. But I just felt like this is the most important day of your life. And doing it as a group with everyone is minimizing how special it is to you because it's no longer about you and your day. It's about everyone on the show's day. Yeah, it's the show, not each person. Yeah, and the fact that, like, these women would never be wedding dress shopping together. No. They would be with their moms or their friends or their sisters or whoever. And 
I don't know. I totally agree. The wedding dress shopping was cringy. The suit um, fitting was cringy. Like the wedding ceremonies were beautiful, but they were all the same. Yeah. It and was that was so cookie cutter. Such a bummer too to watch all of that. And how did that go down? Did everybody get like what, an hour and a half? Like how how did they how did they arrange this? I well, I it, think each wedding was on a different day because they did go into the night and they had dancing and Yeah, I suppose editing. Although I don't understand then the day of the wedding. Like everybody had it felt like the same timeline. Yeah, I that's why I think each wedding would have to have its own day. But I have no idea. Nothing about the weddings really felt special to the individual. Yeah, it was beautiful and nice, like definitely nicer than any wedding I have been to or yeah. had. But like at the same time, it did feel completely void of any sort of personality or reflection of the couples. And don't even get me started about the string quartet that couldn't play canon in D. Okay. <laughs> You make me laugh. I did not catch that at all. I don't know if they were using the same recording for each person, but there was multiple mess ups on Canon and D. And as a string quartet, that song is your bread and butter. You're going to play that song at weddings, at funerals, at grave dedications. Like, there is no excuse for not being able to play Canon and D. Mandy is a trained violinist. And when she tells you that that was bad, it was bad. I'm just like, what the fuck, Netflix? Get your shit together. Also, like, does everyone want a string quartet? There was no variance in like, what kind of music do you want to walk down the aisle to? Right. That's the fun part of getting to pick out your song. I don't know. I was. Yeah. The, the brides looked beautiful. Yeah. Everybody looked stunning. I, I, I think all the dresses had a lot, like they were good, but you know, yeah, Tailoring could have been better. Gapping in Micah's, and Micah's dress was one of my favorites, and it fit her butt super well. But you could see her bra straps, and it felt like it was a little loose around her boobs. Yeah, and it's like, dude, that should be perfect. Yeah, multiple fittings. But the problem is, too, unless you live in Utah, wedding dresses take a long time. You can't really rush that stuff. So I also wonder if they had like a a small collection or a selection, I don't know, to pick from, and then they just altered what they had, or if Netflix has the power to like rush these things. I don't know. It's just, there were some things about this that made me feel like this was not the best choice for everybody. If Netflix is going to make people get married in 20 days after they get back from Mexico, they better have the means to make some, you know, nice alterations on these dresses for these women. <laughs> I concur. I agree. I think that was a really no excuse. disappointing thing too. If we're going to make such a big deal of weddings, yeah. then let's make a big deal I of mean, weddings. I mean, that was kind of bread stance. Like, I'm not going to feel bad for throwing a fit. Like, this is my day and I shouldn't have to settle for pants that don't fit. Absolutely not. I love that for him. That was, I'm sad that he had to do that, but I'm so glad he said something. Yeah. Ugh. But their, their love is beautiful. It was really fun to see their video yeah, at home, him waking Tiffany up. <laughs> I am so grumpy when you wake me up. I would be furious. I like, know. She was just so like, ah, oh, so cute. So sweet. So I had a big issue with Vanessa pushing the baby thing at the end of the reunion. Oh, my God. Me too. You guys, there are so many reasons why people choose not to have children, you know, like financial, whether you feel like you can be a parent or not, whether or not you physically are capable of yeah, having maybe children. Yeah, trying to get pregnant and they can't. You don't yeah, know the you, circumstance. It is just such an incredibly personal choice. And I really thought we were to a point in society where we understood that it is not okay to ask people when they're having children. It's just not. And here we are on supposedly a progressive show and Vanessa is just non-stop it felt like there were multiple points throughout the show she was where so she, over the top I do not like them I wanted to take her weird sparkly shoulder thing and slap her with it yeah I was so distracted by it it wasn't a pretty dress and I was so annoyed with her on so many levels yeah I'm with you I just it didn't ew no nope not a fan None of, of that. your business it's true it's not like 
it just, it isn't. They got married. Are you happy? Like they're all together a year later. Leave them alone. Let them live their lives. Ask them what plans they have for their future. You know, be it changing careers, moving. Where are you traveling to? Yeah. What things are you doing for fun? What what hobbies are you guys picking up together? So many questions can be asked aside from kids. Yeah. That was really, that was a really unimpressive way to kind of wrap up the season, in my opinion. I agree. I think a lot of people were not happy with them as hosts. So we'll see. They also, so in this show, the first episode, they're like, you're a part of Love is Blind, where you're going to see if you can fall in love without seeing someone. And then they basically are out of the show until they're like, you're going to Mexico. And then they're like, oh, we're shopping for wedding dresses. The hosting role in this show is so unnecessary. It is. Like, we we don't need you. They're not adding any value. No, they're not. And if they could, if at the end, you know, at the reunion, if they could have asked, I think there's a way that they could have conducted, I guess, interviews, for lack of a better term, that would have made it more interesting. But, you know, this was not it. I actually stopped watching. I, I got through all of those, the episodes, a lot quicker than you did. Because, you know, I just go hard. Um, but I did stop halfway through the reunion and then last night realized that I hadn't finished it. I was like, oh my God, well, I have to sit through 44 minutes of reunion. This. No, it wasn't. It was, it was not great. So maybe I'm used to like bachelor and Bravo reunions where there's always some hot goss and, you know, some explosiveness, but there was something about the dynamic of this reunion where I just felt like nobody really wanted to be there. Everyone was a little over it. Yeah, it did seem a little uncomfortable for people. They weren't, I, I don't feel like anybody was particularly engaged or looking forward to it or that anything major got discussed. I mean, I guess Kwame got to apologize, which cool, glad to hear it. And I'm sure Chelsea appreciates that being said and, you know, them getting to defend themselves a little more. But outside of that, I just feel like it was a non- like just there was it was a nothing burger. Yeah, agreed. I could have done without it. Um overall, these last four episodes, what would you give the rating on our drama scale? Um, I mean my interest level would be like a two, but I do think, you know, uh <laughs> Micah tossing it to Paul, like that's not nothing. Um, Kwame saying yes, that's not nothing. Um Brett's pants, very important. That's not nothing. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to give it a five. Okay. What about you? Six for me. Okay. We are like all over the place. I know. I, yeah. We're pretty, we're way more aligned with Bachelor, but I guess Bachelor has like less moving parts. Yeah. I also feel like I maybe my best move was not to plow through all of that and to be patient and watch it, you know, as we were progressing through the podcast. So it also could be that just my my calculations <laughs> are off on all of this. But I think for me, hearing Paul say the things that he said about Micah and that whole situation is what bumps it to a six for okay. me. Um, I was just genuinely shocked by that. I I wasn't surprised that Paul said no, but I was really surprised that like that was what he hung his hat on. <laughs> yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere. And that's why I was wondering, like, had they talked about that? Where's this coming from? And then Micah was obviously really hurt by that at the reunion, which um, I think is totally valid. Absolutely. I guess for me too, like I just would have never expected Paul to feel that and vocalize that. Yeah, that's why I was like, I'm so confused by them. I do understand how they are both kind of chasing each other's love and never actually feeling what they, like they were getting what they needed from their partner. That was pretty evident, right? Yeah. But the, the kids thing was like totally left field. Yeah, that was, that was just wild to me. That I have been, I think about that way more than I should. Just like, ugh, that's a really hurtful thing too. Like yeah. that just... I don't know. And I've struggled with Micah, but. Yeah, I'm no Micah apologist, but. <laughs> that's, that would be really rough to experience what you experienced and then hear that that was one of the biggest reasons and not really ever knew that your partner was struggling with that. Yeah, that, that was not communicated to her at all. So. Okay. So I have started 
two seasons of Love is Blind and I didn't finish them. I think that was seasons one and two. I never even tried three, which I heard three was good. I heard that too. Yeah. Um, so I can officially say I have watched all of four. And I can also officially say I don't think I'm going to watch Love is Blind again. I I just really struggle with the fast track to marriage and the fact that these couples are kind of in this pressure cooker where they are also like with other couples and there's weird pressure where they should all be kind of moving in the same direction with their relationships and all, you know, be dress shopping and bachelor partying and saying yes. And I just, you know, if these couples work out, hell yeah, like that's awesome. But I just didn't love the experience of the show. Right. I, I would tend to agree with you. And I think one of the, the differences for me with The Bachelor versus Love is Blind, I mean, they're both reality TV, is I guess this kind of bleeds into like the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is like, is Love Blind? And to be fair, I don't think that it is. I don't think it is. And I appreciate the fact that at least The Bachelor doesn't have any pretense of like trying to pull that. It's just here everybody is in all their glory and you're going to get all of them for the next 10 weeks kind of thing. Um, and there's a lot wrong with The Bachelor. So much. But it doesn't end in a forced wedding. It no. ends in an engagement that can go on for years and years and years and years. They don't have to get married if they don't want to get married. And more, more and more couples on The Bachelor aren't even getting engaged at the end. Yeah. Matt James and, and Rachel Kirkconnell are still together and did not... He didn't propose at the end. Yeah. So I also think that there's something about, um, you know, one lead dating 30 people. That's kind of like a weird fucked up fantasy that would never happen in real life. And so it makes it less, uh, it makes it less real. Like I can't really identify with what that experience would be. Yeah. Right. And so it's also kind of this thing that you can't relate to. Which you can makes, disconnect a little bit. Yeah. Which makes it more fun to watch. Um, whereas this is like, man, all of the shit these couples are going through is like real and relatable and it's uncomfortable and it's scary and it feels like high stakes. Yeah. I had a lot of those moments where I sat back and just thought, wow, I, I'm feeling this kind of deep in my bones right now and it's making me really uncomfortable. This is not a good idea. Um, and I know it can be fun, but I do think it's also worth being critical of TV and recognizing that, you know, setting people up to fail isn't exactly what I want out of a show. You, you know, you want to see people be successful. It's cool when bachelor couples do work out. And it makes sense when they don't. But you watch it with this like, okay, maybe they're, they're going to do it. You know, they've gotten all these opportunities. Let's see how it goes for them. Yeah. And this just doesn't quite feel like that to me. I also want to point out that like, Josh and Jackie saw each other, not love is blind. Zach and Bliss saw each other, not love is blind. Yep. You know, it's, it's, what is that? 50, 50 of couples that, so, you know, Tiffany and Brett didn't see each other. Kwame and Chelsea didn't, but Bliss and Zach did. And so did Jackie and Josh. Yep. So I'm sorry. I don't buy this experiment. I uh, I don't think that love is blind. I agree. Yeah. And if you do think that love is blind and you've got a different take, slide into our DMs. Let us know. We want to hear your guys' yeah, takes on this. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. We're, we're open to being wrong or, you know, I can take in new information and change my mind, but… I mean, I wish love was blind. It's a romantic concept. It absolutely is because there are a lot of things you know, around appearance that are bullshit. But I think even this goes beyond appearance. I agree. Yeah. Well, next week for us is our 20th episode. Bow, bow, bow. Look at us go. So we're going to do a little special episode. It's going to have some bachelor gossip. It's going to have some fun stuff we've come up with. We're also going to address um, the Mike Fleiss shenanigans oh that goes deep and yeah we're just gonna make it a little special episode and then after that we plan on talking about vanderpump probably until the bachelor's i mean bachelorette starts yeah yeah i don't know we're, i'm kind of just like looking at jess being like are we doing that we should 
I don't even know how to begin talking about that show. I am, I'm almost through season five. Damn, she is moving so fast. I well, think you can take a look around my house and know that I have neglected probably everything. Um, that's not true. Her house looks fine. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's pulling me in and I love how much you love it. So I'm really committed because I want to get to where you're at and be able to just go hard about this. I feel like that's one of the things that you and I have always bonded over is like we can talk about reality TV and I don't know many people. If I do know people who watch it, they're not telling me they watch it. They don't want to admit it. And I will just fully admit it. Obviously, I've got a podcast about it. I love it. I have... <laughs> I feel like I've had people come out of the woodwork who have started watching it just because, you know, it is such a big deal in pop culture right now. Yeah. Vanderpump Rules specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And so they've been like, man, I was sleeping on this show, but I know you've watched it forever. And I'm just happy that there's like more people to talk about it with. Um, I understand it's not for everybody, but man, I'm just loving the attention. I don't know what I'm going to do when it's over. I'm absorbing so much Vanderpump content (laughs) Well, we will just provide the Vanderpump content. Okay, okay. <laughs> I in all my time, I do think that there is a little bit of a gap there in terms of podcasting. So, you know, maybe we are going to turn into a little bit of a Vanderpump podcast for a little bit and I I mean, we are going to brainstorm how we're going to cover Vanderpump, but if you have any ideas of what you would like to hear about Vanderpump, please let us know. I'm kind of wondering if we should just recap season 10 even though we're behind because I think There's so much to talk about there. Uh, But yeah, we will figure it out. Yeah, we will. And we'll come to you. I also really, I think an episode that I want to do with you that's a complete one-off is I really want to sit down and talk fitness with you. I think we've got actually a lot of people that listen that fall into some sort of athletic category. Um, And I think it would be really fun to talk through that. So if at all possible, I'm hoping to get that episode in there at some point too. But otherwise, we will stay in our lane and stick to reality TV. It's like a surprise, guys. You don't know what's coming. Yeah. We don't know either. So (laughs) surprised us too. But we will see you next week. And if you made it this far, thank you. We're so, so grateful for you. And uh, we love you. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. Drama Bonded is produced and hosted by Mandy Booth and Jessica Brumbaugh. Our production manager and editor is Solomon Brumbaugh. Our theme music is by Joe Waters. You can find more of his music streaming on the EP Jupiter Daywatch. Music vocals by Mandy Booth. Graphic designer is Pigeon House. Thank you. Rookie dog, go lay down. Ricky dog, go lay down. He's so sweet. I know. Honey, go lay down. Go lay down. I can't pet you. Go. See you later. Go lay down. Okay. See you later. Go lay down. Solomon, we miss you. Good girl. You're the magic dog wrangler.